0: 23. All right, let's read it together. But the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship him. Amen. Say, I'm a true worshiper. I'm a true worshiper. Amen. You may be seated. Um, we're going to start off tonight in this chapter because I want um, you to see why Jesus begins to talk about the true worshiper. There is something, there is an encounter that takes place. A lot of times we focus on the encounter instead of the message from the encountering. So Jesus encounters a woman at the well. Amen. And that's what this is coming from. Jesus is talking to a Samaritan about true worship. Shut this off. He's talking to this woman about true worship. Um, And so I want to just get a backdrop of this scripture. I think most of us um, have heard the scripture. We'll just see what the Lord lifts out tonight. But I'm going to read a few verses to you before... We get into it, and there's some interaction going on with you reading the Word of God as well. <clears throat> Beginning at verse number 1, Therefore, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made, <coughs> that Jesus made and, and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself did not baptize but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again to Galilee but he needed to go to, through Samaria. I want to pause right there because question comes about who did Jesus baptize? In scripture, it does not say he baptized anyone, all right? So so, it, so he came to a city of Samaria, which is called Sakar, near the plot of the ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now, Jacob's well was there, Jesus, therefore, being weary from his journey, sat thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Jesus was on his way somewhere, decided to rest. Because he knew a woman was coming to get a drink. Isn't it something that Jesus will rest and wait for you somewhere? Because he knew you will be coming with all your trouble that needed help. See, Jesus will wait for you at the place before you even decided that he was going to be your Lord and Savior. He took time to wait for you while you were in sin just to deliver you from your sin. Isn't he a good God that he waited on you? Verse number nine. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, how is it that you being a Jew ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman, for the Jews have no dealing with the Samaritans. Now, the woman knows that he is of Jewish custom because that he, he came in and he, she knew by the way he dressed that he was of the Jewish descent. And and she was a Samaritan and the Jews had nothing to, to do with the Samaritan. As a matter of fact, she was on that mountain and the mountain of worship in Jerusalem was on the other side and she was on the mountain of of Gerizim and that's where Samaritans worshipped. And Jesus went to where they were. He brought relationship to religion. Amen. Oh, goodness. And, and so we have to know and understand that God is everywhere. And we shouldn't be so timid to let the love of Jesus take you wherever He wants to take you. And you don't have to stand outside because they don't worship the way that you do. You could enter in and change the worship culture if Jesus is inside of you. This is a good encounter. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is, who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Now Jesus is changing the narrative and wants to bring in focus what God is doing so that she could get out of everything that she had in her customs. He wanted to introduce her into relationship. Thereby, he talks about the gift of God. And if you knew the gift of God, the coming Messiah is the gift of God. And the gift of God was already with her, and He said, "If you knew that the gift was right here, you would just you would ask me for a drink, and I would give you living water." Once He said, "Once you get in the presence of the gifting of God, all you have to do is ask, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, and shaken over." See, the living water is, 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 is the water that never runs out. He's letting the woman know, I'll give you the necessities of life. When you know who the gift of God is, you can have it. You ought to say, I know him. All right, verse number eleven. Somebody read it. The woman said to him, "Sir, you have nothing to draw with, you. and the well is deep. Where then did you get that living water?" Mm-hmm. She looked at the outer man and judged the outer man, and let him know you don't even have, you don't even have nothing to get water with. How you gonna give me anything? and he was talking about something that was way deeper than water. And she wanted to talk about how deep the water was that he couldn't get to, and he didn't even have the tools to get it. Isn't it something? How you can have an encounter with God, and he can have everything you need, and you don't even recognize that you got everything that you need already. I know I'm talking to somebody. Because you had the encounter which means that he has everything you need and the things that you don't see and you, don't, and you think that he don't have the capability of getting it because you don't see it don't mean you can't have it. Oh. Somebody say the deepness of God. <laughs> he is so deep <laughs> that we will un- never understand the depths of who he is but he has everything to meet everything in you. The woman said you have nothing to draw because she didn't see who he was. Verse 12. Now she's trying to throw in the doctrine of who Jacob was and that was the heel that she believed that the sacrifice was supposed to take place that didn't take place. And so there's a religion that's inside of the woman that has blocked her from knowing who the Jesus is. Don't let any religiosity stop you from embracing the relationship that God wants with you. Okay. So she said, Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself as well as his son and his livestock? She wanted to know if Jesus was greater than Jacob and the livestock. Verse number 13. Hallelujah. And Jesus said to her, whoever drinks of this water will never thirst again. Whoever enters into this relationship with Jesus, listen, other relationships uh, will never be held together without him. But with him, all of them get held together. You don't have to worry anymore. You don't have to thirst for nothing else because you are made complete and satisfied when you receive Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. I'm saying the fullness of Christ, not just his pinky toe. You know how it is. We'll take some of Jesus, but don't want all of Jesus. Oh, we want the love in Jesus, but you know, and the transformation of Jesus so that, oh, I can just, oh, he's got me so loving, and, and we want the blessings of Jesus, but then when somebody do you wrong, you don't want to use the forgiveness of Jesus. Breaking news for you, that is the second most powerful gift that you have. That gift right there will change things in your life. It will change things in your children's life and in your children's children's life. That forgiveness thing will change your health. You want to get well? You got an ailment that's been hindering you? Start doing, going, asking God, God, help me forgive some stuff that I didn't even forgot about forgiving. And God bring it up to your memory and you go ahead and cry out to God and release it all and watch stuff that wasn't working start working again. He said, whoever drinks this water that I give will never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will become, it will become in him a fountain. It will become, when he gets in you, it's not only to fulfill you. He says, when I get in you, I'm springing out of you. That you'll never thirst, but you'll satisfy the thirst of others. Because I'm going to come up out of you and give people a drink that need a drink. Isn't that something? Ah, that means he's doing it. Yeah. We're not doing it. He's doing it. So then we get to verse number 15. And the woman responds. what <laughs> oh! What's she say? <laughs> <laughs> Woo, the woman said, if it's like that, Hook a sister up. So I don't even have to come back here. Look, she thought in the physical realm, I don't have to carry these (laughs) pots? Give me some and we good. If it's like that. You know what I love about it? She heard something that didn't register in her physical mind. But she desired it because it sounded so good. When we can read the word of God and it bypasses our mind that our spirit wants what the word just said, then we could have what the word has said. But if we let our mind cause doubt, that means we can't receive what was spoken to us. The woman didn't even allow her mind to go there. She said, give it here. When you hear the word of God and you believe the word of God, you can tell God, give it here. Instead of, well, I hope he goes. He said he will do it. What I loved about the woman, she believed him. First, she started talking about stuff that didn't make sense, but she believed him. She believed him enough to tell him, give it to me. Do you believe God enough for what you know he can do in your life that you could tell him, do it, God, do it, God, do it God do it God do it God you give God access to handle it all as a matter of fact some of you just need to throw your hands up and say I'm done I'm not gonna talk about it no more they ain't gonna get on my nerves no more I am free have your way God The woman says, sir, give me that water. Go ahead, uh, Justin. Oh, wait a minute. Change the narrative. (laughs) Wait. He says, now that I got you believing, let me hook you up from the flow up. Let's get down with it all. Don't tell me you want it and you don't want me to deal with ugly. Come on. I got to get down in the dirty with you. So we, I waited for you because you needed help and was nobody willing to help you. But there's a God up in heaven that sent his son down to earth so that he could have a meeting with the ones who need the most help. So I sat here and act like I was tired, just so I could have a good time with you. But it's not just you. Bring your husband here. Isn't it something that you can get Jesus? And and Jesus don't want to just get you he wants you to be totally free so he cannot leave the dirty you you know that secret stuff i gotta have all of you so he changes the narrative most of us don't want jesus changing that narrative (laughs) Okay, y'all ready to go? Okay, here we go. Wait, wait, wait. So now the woman, she's shifting with the master because she's responding to the master and talking about what he wants to talk about and not trying to cover nothing up. She says, I have no husband. And Jesus said to her, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh he said he said look here um I, I I I noticed his mythology. He 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 has a method to meeting. He he, he didn't meet the woman at the well and say, Look here. I know you a hoe. <laughs> he, he he didn't meet her like that? But he knew it. But that was not the deepest concern. The deepest concern was to first get her in relationship. See, we can't be so quick to judge somebody's sin. We want to get them in and let Jesus clean up the sin. And so, yeah, people got issues. Everyone in here was delivered from something that you couldn't get out of because of some perversion that had got in your spirit. But somebody could just say, thank you, Jesus, because he met you at a well to make you well. See, I I love God because he could have met her anywhere, but he met her at a well to make her well. Isn't that something? <laughs> See, God, God God, is a trip. I love God. Okay, read that again. Mm-hmm. 18. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And that you spoke truly you you look, you got you have five. The one you're with now is not your husband, and you tell him the truth. Jesus said the truth will what? Set you free. The woman said to him, Sir, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshiped on this mountain, and you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. Now, the woman says, you a prophet. I I, I perceive, because look, nobody would have, I never met you in my life, and you know all my business. She said, okay, the Jews worship on that mountain. We worship on this mountain. Where do I worship Jesus? Now the woman is saying, get me to the right place to worship. That's where they are right now. She wants to get to the right place. She's been coming up that mountain. All of her people have been coming up that mountain. and, and And the Jews have been going up the other mountain, but they've been trying to get to this God. And God had to get to them. I want you to know something. There's no way for anybody to get to God. God must get to them. So that means you, your friend, don't have to be here to get saved. The God you serve will hear your prayers and meet them where they are and save them because you believe for them. And this woman saying, "Okay, I perceive you a Jew. You, you must worship there." In other words, the woman saying, "Can I go worship with you?" Because they weren't allowed. So she now she wants to be in a place of worship. Let's go next verse. Jesus said to her woman believe me the hour is coming when you will neither, near, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the father okay so then he says, wait a minute let me help you out the time is coming where neither mountain is going to make a difference so don't get hung up in the mountain I know you come up here all the time and, and y'all see the Jews over there he said but God is Leveling this thing out. Y'all ready? So that leads us to our theme scripture. Let's go. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming, and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. Mm -hmm. He said, Oh my goodness. He says you worship what you don't know. We worship what we do. For salvation is of the Jews. But it's shifting. He said, because I'm here, then an hour has now come. The Father is seeking true worshipers. He's not looking for the one to go to that mountain, or go to that mountain, or go to the Methodist Church, or go to the Catholic Church, or go to Baptist, or go to the Church of Got It Going On. He's not looking for the ones who can get to a place. He's looking for the ones who have it in place the true worshipers the worshipers that must worship him in spirit and in truth in order for us to worship God we have to know that we have his spirit the second part you got to do is you got you have to allow his spirit Dominate your life. How do you do it? You have to be transformed by the renewing. Romans 12 1. Your, your mind has to be transformed. As a matter of fact, you might as well just trade it in. Let go of your thought process. That is your biggest battle in the kingdom. When Listen, God says, in order for me to, let, to have you let go of your thought process, sometimes I have to hurt you. And these are called trials. He says, I will perfect you through your trials, through your meeting with me, through the hurting that you had to go through. I will perfect you so that your mind will remember what I'm doing instead of what you do and what you've done and what you desire to do. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that what? You present what? You present what? A living sacrifice. He said, present your body." all of you, a living sacrifice. That means you're not looking to to die physically, but you're looking to die spiritually. That your man's spirit, your thought process, would die and allow his thought process to rule. And how does that happen? He said that you'll be a living sacrifice Holy, which is set apart, set apart from your way of thinking. The only way God uses to set us apart is he uses trials. Trials are used for the perfecting of your faith, right? How many of you want your faith perfected? (laughs) See, see, you want it, but you don't want it. Look, I wanted God, but can you use another method? Do I have to go through? And the very thing that God has taken you through already made you better. And then if he says, look, I want to make you better than that. And you pray for the things to get better. But you don't want to go through the process. Why don't the believer want to go through the process? Because you're still stuck on you. And he wants you to be stuck on him. And when you get stuck on him, your prayer will change. Instead of saying, God, don't let me go through this. God, take me out of this. It'll be God give me strength to endure what you're taking me through. Because I know what the end looks like. Acceptable to to God, which is your reasonable, set yourself apart. I'm not going to function that way. I'm not going to half-serve God. I'm not going to half-believe God, and I'm not going to judge people anymore. The church has been in a state of rebellion against the will of God, and the whole church needs to repent because he called us to come together that he would be glorified through the worship. And that is responding back to God with the love that he's given us. So responding back to God. You see, we know how to respond back to the, the one that we're in love with humanly, but we won't give God that response back. And he deserves it more than the one he gave you. And so then turmoil happens in the relationships because because we have not embraced our true relationship in the right way. Ooh, I'm getting ahead of myself. We got a teaching coming up with relationships. Let me let me get out of that for a minute. Um, let, let, let's read verse 24. God is spirit. In order to worship him, we must worship him in spirit. So it's not about our mouth. And it's not about how we look. Getting our praise on. That's why he said "Joel to Joel, rend your heart and not your garment. Outwardly you praise me, but inwardly you are murmuring and complaining. God says, I know the difference from true worship. I'm seeking those who will allow my spirit to respond back to me. And so he says, I'm drawing my spirit out of you. And sometimes, in order for God to get it out, he has to bypass our fleshly thoughts and break them down. And when they get broken down, true worship comes out. It's no longer about your trouble. It's no longer about your pain because you're so in love with God for being there when you needed him and nothing else can help you. That's true worship coming back to God. You must worship him in spirit. Say, I have the spirit. Have the spirit. First John 4, 13. Put it on the board, Malachi. You, because I want you to know it's you have his spirit. See, you have God's spirit That's because that's what got you here tonight. His spirit brought you here. There's all types of forces that tried to keep you from being here tonight. Yeah. Oh, you too tired. I, oh, I should, I should just go. Oh, but th- the spirit man will move past your tiredness because... God wants to attach spirit to spirit because he's seeking such worshipers and he chose you. Uh, By this, we know that we abide in him and he is in us. Say he's in me. Because he has given us Of his spirit. It's done. You have his spirit. That's what he wants back from you. He don't want how good you can sing. He doesn't want how well you can pray. Or how good you can teach. Because he's doing that anyway. He wants the trueness of his spirit. The love. The love that he had for you that moved past everything else to make you well. He said, can I get a well worship from you? The, the true the well worship. When, 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 when you give him a well worship, that means in your spirit, everything is well. Somebody say well-worship. Well worship. In your spirit, everything is well. If it's well in your spirit, your spirit can manifest every area, every other area. If you're focused on any other area, you have took in your well spirit and made it secondary. Your well spirit brings forth healing to every area of your life. How many of you have a well spirit? If you have a well spirit, you ought to tell God what? Thank you for making you well. It doesn't matter what's going on around you. It don't matter what somebody said. It don't even matter what's going on in the church. Do you know that you can make a church right by having a well spirit? Oh, well, they just wrong in their way. They sit down in the middle of them and start giving God praise and watch God change everything. See, God will do that. If we stop talking about stuff and just start being about him, everything will be well in his church because we're giving him well worship. Make sense? See, I have the spirit of the Lord. Okay. So he says we must worship him in spirit and in true. now we know that john 14 and 6 says jesus is the way the truth and the life okay jesus dwells in us we have his spirit and so he says to us in matthew 18 and 19 <coughs> can you put that on the board matthew 18 19 gonna go home. Is it up there? Okay. Put eighteen eighteen up there. So I read it. Okay, he says, Jesus says it. How many of you believe what Jesus said? If Jesus says it, is it true? He's the truth. Truth speaks truth, right? And so, truth is going to come out. There is an adversary that is going against the truth. He is called the master of deception. If you meditate... On what he says, you will believe him. If you meditate on the word of God, you will believe the word of God. That's why it says meditate on the word of God day and night. In other words, remember what God says. All right? Over every one of your situations. Now, this is what he said: Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth, will be bound in whatever you bind earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. He's saying that he has given us the power and the authority to speak with our mouth and believe it and it shall happen. Therefore, if there's stuff on earth that you need to bind, you can speak it, believe it, and it will be happening. And you can also loose whatever you loose under. If you loose the spirit of God, loose it from where? Loose it out of you. Don't unleash the beast. Unleash the spirit of God. When you unleash a beast, you are sending a beast out of you and what comes out of you will come back at you. When you release the Spirit of God, you loose it. The Spirit of God is the truth. The truth comes back to you. Verse number 19, let's go. Again, Jesus said, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning some things. Okay. So, the truth is what is in harmony with the nature and will of God. That's truth. What is in harmony with the nature and will of God. That means you you cannot come into agreement with another brother that you're going to get another brother's wife. That's witchcraft. You cannot come into agreement with another sister that you're going to get another sister's husband. Oh, Lord, that's supposed to be my husband. That's witchcraft. But if you come into agreement with the will of God, then you can have it concerning anything that they ask it will be done for them. Come into agreement. If things are not well on your job, come into agreement with another brother or sister that you have the wellness already inside of you and you're going to release a well praise together. And when we release this well praise, it is a well worship to God. And we're believing that everything is going to be well in my house. Everything's going to be well on my job. Everything's going to be well in my church. Everything's going to be well at the grocery store. Wherever it is, it's going to be well when you release a well worship. And it does not say there, Jesus doesn't say, according. But the other scripture that ties into that is 1 John 4 and 13, I believe it said, whatever you ask, according to my will. In other words, he's all about agreement because he's true. And if we believe the truth, how many of you just believe God? It don't matter what it looks like. Don't you know, the woman at the well looked and said, you don't have nothing to draw with. It don't matter. It don't look like it can happen. But he says, I'll do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you could think. It is well with you. And everyone should believe that and give God a well worship. Stop giving him a worry worship. Stop giving him a doubting worship. Can we give God a well worship? Huh? Can you just give him a well worship right now and just tell him thank you? Just tell him thank you, God. Thank you. The God of well. He is the God of well and because of him you're well and everything is well amen all right any 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 questions or comments on tonight's teaching noon let's see the fourth fourth hour the ninth hour it starts at six it's at twelve o'clock because the ninth hour was three o'clock in the afternoon There we go. Love is first. <laughs> See, it, we, we grab the love, and we put in the suitcase, and we're ready to run for the trip. You forgot your other bag to balance it out. You you know you you go you carry the, you carry one bag, but you need two. Because if not, you'd be walking like this. But when you got two, you can walk like this. Okay. those those two those two very very important all right anything else good questions guys praise God. amen i'm glad that we we know that because i'm gonna tell you something it took many many years for me to get that revelation but that that gift right there when jesus was on the cross and i Many times I heard the scripture, I never understood it, the power that got released when he said, Father, forgive them. It was because of that, that that Roman soldier and his whole family got healed, saved and delivered, right? Because Jesus said, forgive them, because they don't know what they're doing. That gift is powerful. All right, listen. Worship, I wanted to end it right there because I want you to stay in a well worship. Everything is well. No matter what it looks like.